Over the past several years, the healthcare industry and the inspiring leaders working within it have experienced increased clinical, operational, administrative, and economic strain. And of course, this collective strain has only been further exacerbated by the global pandemic. However, because of leaders like our next guest, I remain hopeful and optimistic that we can positively impact and reimagine the health of the healthcare industry. During this episode, we spent time with Jim Gaffney, the Chief Strategy Officer for Ensemble Health Partners, a leading innovator in revenue cycle management. Jim and his team empower healthcare providers to improve financial outcomes and patient experiences with unrivaled depth of expertise and best-in-class technologies. While together, Jim and I discuss his storied career, why he joined Ensemble, and how his company is helping their customers flourish during these times. Additionally, we discuss the importance of company culture while being socially distant during this pandemic and the mission Ensemble is on with their Voices of Purpose campaign. Join us for this important, informative, and inspiring episode as we continue to work together to move our healthcare industry forward. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Jim. A very warm welcome to our podcast today. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation uh, for quite some time, given all the important and inspiring work happening in your team's camp. Before we dive into all the good things happening at Ensemble Health Partners, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to join our free online community at passionatepioneers.com in order to share feedback and ideas and interact with the global ecosystem. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Jim, it's almost time to discuss how your team is spurring innovative thinking and results within Revenue Cycle for your health system partners and the inspiring work happening with your Voices of Purpose campaign. But first, I'm going to randomly select one of our ice-breaking questions so our community can get to know you. Let's see what comes up here. Ooh, favorite food. What's your favorite food and why? Ooh, favorite food. That's a tough one. I am a person who likes to eat pretty much everything. I've eaten some pretty weird stuff. I really haven't found a food I don't like. I've had weird things like brains and bugs and crickets and things like that. And I've never really had a problem with any of it. If I had to pick like a last meal, I would say a good seafood pasta with a good crisp white wine. Good choice. Good choice. Now, I know you're Chicago-based, and you guys are very proud of your food and culinary scene there. And I'll admit, it's pretty top flight. Is there a war inside the city of who has the best deep dish pizza there? There is. I would say, hands down, Lou Maldonado's for deep dish is where you have to go. But that's a very contentious topic within Chicago. And I feel like everyone outside of Chicago feels like it's not real pizza anyway, but it's our favorite. 
<laughs> it is amazing how fired up people get in Chicago about their deep dish. You know what? I'm Italian. I get it. And I actually applaud Chicago for taking such ardent stances on their deep dish pizza. The food there is incredible. I do need to, when we can you know, gather again post-COVID, I definitely need to get out there for that big food festival you guys have every summer there in Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's great. And not even just the big official ones. A lot of our street fairs and neighborhood block parties have some great culinary options from all the great chefs around the city. I bet. Well, I can't wait to get on these mythical things called airplanes again, where we can go to other cities and do exactly that. So thanks for breaking the ice a little bit with us here, Jim. We have a lot to cover today. First, we're going to go back a bit before we talk about all the incredible work happening at Ensemble, what you're leading, and, and of course, where you're going, the Voices of Purpose campaign, a lot of great things happening there. Let's take us back a bit. Let's go back. How did you get to where you are today helping lead Ensemble? Where were you before joining the Ensemble team? Take us through that journey, and then we'll dive into the work at Ensemble. Sure, happy to. I'm actually a fairly new add to the Ensemble team. I joined just a few months ago. I came to Ensemble from PwC, where I was in the healthcare advisory practice. At PwC, I really split my time between core revenue cycle operations for large integrated health networks and physician groups and revenue cycle transformations, technology implementations, vendor selection, really the gamut there. Spent probably another third of my time with revenue cycle services firms and technology firms on how do they deliver better to those large healthcare clients. And then another third really on the deal side within healthcare services, whether it was between two facilities or physician groups or within healthcare services companies. So I was very, very fortunate over my almost 10 years there to get to work with dozens and dozens of large healthcare providers, revenue cycle services, firms, to really understand the value prop, what worked, what didn't work, what was most important to healthcare executives when they're looking for a partner. So I feel like I crammed about 30 years worth of experience into just other 10 years at PwC. It was a great company, great people there, had a really great time. I actually met the ensemble leadership team while Golden Gate Capital, current PE sponsors of ensemble, they were a client of mine. So I had a chance to go through a very deep diligence process, spend a lot of time with the leadership team, go through an acquisition and help really mature the company on the consulting side of things. Through that process, it's very rare that you get to do a deep dive and really uh, pull apart a company and get to know them inside and out before you get a chance to join them. Was extremely inspired by the leadership team, the purpose of what the company was trying to do, their vision, really how they approach things. You know, I told Justin, our our CEO, if I was going to start a company, this is the type of company that I would want to start. And it just kept nagging me over time a little bit that I thought I found something very, very special. And so never thought I would leave PwC, but the opportunity to help such an incredible company continue to grow and mature, it was really just too alluring. And so uh, came on board a couple months ago, full time. And is there still this sense, and we'll talk a little bit more about the brief history lesson. I'll dive into that for a brief moment in regards to, you know, founding in 2014 and some of the exciting things that have happened since then. But before we go there, Jim, on a personal level, is there still this sense of a startup feel inside of Ensemble Health Partners? You guys are growing so fast. But have you guys not lost that sense of we're still a young, nimble startup, high growth? Is there that sense of culture and feel there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the most exciting things and something that we want to preserve as we continue to grow and scale and something that we actively work towards every single day. There's really some very key, important aspects of people 
as we are looking to hire, I would say we probably spend 50% of the time on their experience and skills. And then the other half is really on, are they a good cultural fit for us? So we're really looking for people, you know, that are good being accountable for what they're expected to do. They really never accept the status quo. They're self-motivated, right? If you're just looking for a paycheck and nothing else and the work itself doesn't excite you and you're not passionate about it, it's really not a good fit because we're always pushing our people to think about how can we do something better? We really see anytime, you know, we have to go do something or redo something as a failure. We always want to be going on to the next challenge and have solved for what we've seen already. And so we want people to want to be able to do that. The other part that's exciting about a company that just had rapid growth from, you know, one employee in 2014 to approaching 7,000 employees today is it truly is an entrepreneurial environment. We have new needs, new positions, things that open up all the time. So those people who are willing to dig in, come up with ideas, show that they can lead, can rapidly grow in the maturity of what their job is, what their leadership responsibilities are, and really expand, you know, no matter where you start, if you're greeting people at our front desk, you can end up being a manager of one of our teams a few years later by, you know, really dedicating yourself to that and putting in some hard work and learning and showing you the type of person who can lead a team. So it's incredible opportunities for our team. And I think an exciting place to be. Well, and you nailed it, you know, 2014, there you were with one employee, one team member. And for our executives and company builders out there, that is a true rocket ride. 2014, one team member. Here we are, 2020, now approaching 7,000 team members. It's just an incredible growth trajectory. And along the way, some of the exciting things that happened there, for instance, in 2018, you passed $10 billion in revenue under management. In 2020, awarded best in class, as many of us know in the industry, that's a big big award, a big deal, and a huge stamp of approval of where Ensemble is not only at today, but where you're heading uh, for tomorrow. Let's also talk about now what Ensemble is, right? Of course, every company really is about the people. You talked about that just now momentarily. Let's dive into the weeds a bit. What is Ensemble? Where are you at today? And then we'll talk about where you're going. And of course, we're going to head back over to that Voices of Purpose initiative as well. But what is Ensemble and where are you today? Absolutely. So Ensemble, we really see ourselves as partners in the revenue cycle for healthcare systems, large provider groups. We might traditionally or in class and other places be bucketed into a full end-to-end outsourcer. It's true. We do provide services truly end-to-end across the revenue cycle from scheduling all the way through, you know, patient balance collection and everything in between. But we really don't see ourselves as outsourcers. You know, you're not really losing your revenue cycle. You're bringing on a partner to help that has the tools and expertise to really augment what you have currently in-house. We don't have a standard model that we deploy everywhere. We have our best practices that we push everyone towards, but we know that depending on the cultural nuances or different conditions with our different clients, that how we deploy things, when we deploy certain practices to technology, really might need to be changed and flexed based on what's best for them. So it's really not a rip and replace, here's our standard methodology we are bringing our expertise and our tools as options for everyone to figure out how we can best drive increased yields and really do things more efficiently than people are doing themselves today. And so, as you mentioned, right, we've had explosive growth over the last couple of years. And I really think that a big driver in that is that partnership mentality, that flexibility. And I think that another big factor that's really helped define who we are is the level of hands-on support and 
uh, high touch from our executive team. I think it's very rare that you can find a company where, you know, our CEO and founder Judson Ivy and our president Shannon White can sit down there. They can get to the level of detail in operations better than anyone I've ever seen and are willing to, and are truly, truly passionate about improving those things and willing to work with our client executive teams through that and are very involved day to day. And that leadership approach truly cascades down through the organization and helps drive who we are. Well, thank you for that, Jim. And also, of course, here we are in the midst of one of the greatest health crises any of us have ever seen with COVID-19. And in your bio, it states that you are responsible at Ensemble for articulating and implementing a strategic vision for the organization. And so with that, and given this crisis, given where our health systems are facing this and battling this crisis, what kind of impact has COVID-19 had on Ensemble? How have you guys reacted to it? Maybe changed course, you know, that proverbial word pivoted, if you will. How has COVID-19 impacted where you are today and potentially where you're going to go tomorrow? And of course, then being able to better serve your customers along that journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good question. I mean, obviously COVID-19 is a significant impact for the healthcare industry, but obviously every other industry out there in the economy has felt the impacts. Ensemble is no different. As we work with our hospital and health system partners, they obviously were dealing with large drops in volume of patient care. Patients that needed to dig it in or wanted to have surgery on their knee either couldn't or people are actually afraid to come in given the pandemic that was going on. We are a business where we help service all of that volume and staff to do so. As the pandemic hit and volume dropped, we faced a choice just like many other health systems did. You know, do we furlough people? Do we lay people off? What are we going to do on this? And we made a choice to really live and stand by our values. We have a motto and it's printed, you know, at the front door of our entrance and all over the walls, people first, last, and always. And so we thought during hard times, it's easy to stand by your values during good times, but hard times is when we really wanted to. So we made the choice that we were going to keep all of our employees on board, even with the drop volume and really having to change what they were having to do day to day. So a lot of employees are used to dealing with maybe some of the front end processes. We really focused on some of the back end, following up on insurance claims, billing. Our goal was really twofold. One, we wanted to make sure that we stood by our people, that we kept them employed during a very hard time when others could not financially, because we thought that was important. And the other one is our healthcare partners are facing a hard time. They've got to drop in cash. They've got to keep payroll. They've got to keep buildings up and going. And so we wanted to provide a way that we could really help them out too. So we focused a lot of our efforts on cleaning up their aging receivables, really diving into things that seemed uncollectible to try to accelerate that cash. So that really helped cushion the blow for many of our health system clients and help bring them a little bit more cash in a time where they otherwise would have been in a big cash shortfall. And as we know, there's many loans and other things out there, but we thought that was important to do our part as their partners. And how has COVID-19 impacted the culture at Ensemble? I mean, I know it's been tough for all of us, you know, working from home, working remotely, socially distancing, having to really change course on a lot of the ways that we just operate our daily lives. How has Ensemble been culturally in the face of this pandemic? Yeah, culturally, I mean, I think it's tough and everyone is trying to figure out how to maintain their culture in a remote environment where someone might be sitting in their office or, you know, in a bedroom that they've converted into an office and you lose some of that connection. And our culture is very, very important to us. We've shifted to the vast majority of our workforce working from home 
and working remotely, we want to keep that sense of connection. So we still have our daily huddles and daily standups that the small teams have. We're really trying to increase how our teams collaborate through, you know, digital means like Microsoft Teams and other solutions that a lot of other people utilize. And we're trying to make sure that our communication stays up and even increases through, you know, newsletters, videos. We're having a Veterans Day, you know, moment of silence today and getting people together for that. We generally don't have town halls in Q4, but we think that that sense of connection and understanding what's happening more broadly in the business is important. So we're hosting one of those. So I think we're, you know, like everyone else, we're trying to do our best to maintain our culture, maintain our connection to each other. And so that's really just changing how we do some of those and being much more intentional with the frequency and the medium in which we communicate, because we know we're missing the water cooler chats and the walking around and how was your weekend and some of those, and to be able to create some time for people to be able to do those things intentionally in the day. So it's not just work, right? We know people, part of what satisfaction is for them is coming to work, being able to be engaged, feeling part of a community and making connections with some of their coworkers. So we're intentional in trying to keep some of those things alive and encourage people to do some of those things, even outside of formal work communication. Well, it definitely shines, Jim, as you know, there's a lot of close-knit friendships between leaders over at Ensemble and, and my team over here at Olive, and we watch you and, and celebrate the Ensemble family. You guys are leaders in the industry to continue to show how all of us should be out there rallying our team members, rallying our customers, and continuing to work together in the midst of this crisis. So I applaud it. I see it every time I get to engage with you and the rest of your team members and what you're doing out in the industry and for our industry. So Thank you for your dedication and effort there to continue to push that culture in the midst of this crisis. It's incredibly important, especially now for uncharted waters for many of us. Let's continue to talk about culture. You guys have recently launched a very exciting campaign, and I'm actually excited to also formally announce here that Ensemble Health Partners is now a formal community champion sponsor of our podcast, which we're incredibly thankful for. And really, one of the reasons why is because we're so excited to also work with you to continue to lift, bring up the opportunity for people to engage with your Voices of Purpose campaign. It is an incredibly exciting initiative. Can you share a bit with our community what's happening around that, why you guys launched it, and we'll talk about where we can maybe find some of the resources online as well. But really looking forward to hearing more about this Voices of Purpose campaign so we can get involved as well. Sure, absolutely. Happy to talk to this. Voices of Purpose is, is an important campaign for us. And really what the goal is, is for those who might work in a job where they sit there and they feel like, they're disconnected from what the real outcomes of their job are, right? So if I'm sitting here and I'm working on insurance denials or I'm working on billing or charge capture or some of those other things, it's too easy to think about that as just a task or something that I have to do in my day-to-day job. And even though we want people to be passionate about how they do their job and what they do, we want them to understand the larger connection and the impact that what they do every single day has for our communities, for our client partners. And so Voices of Purpose is really trying to help our employees make that connection. So when someone does collect additional money that would have been otherwise lost um, to a denial, or we capture the appropriate documentation to make sure that we get paid for all the care that we deliver, that has real world impacts and does a lot of good. So those types of financial impacts for our clients, they really help them provide additional charity care do additional community benefit, 
Bonsecor is one of our big client partners and they have a bus that goes around and gives free care out to thousands of people every single year and meets them where they're at. The financial benefit that we provide to our clients really does impact the ability to do those types of things. And, you know, maybe there's a new piece of equipment that needs to be bought or some kind of new diagnostic test that we help fund and pay for. And that has a large impact on someone's life of maybe catching a disease early, maybe getting the care that they couldn't have received otherwise. And we really want our people to understand what they do every day, how important it is to the healthcare of America and even to one individual person's life. And it makes a big, big difference to them. To understand how your job, no matter what it is, right? We think in healthcare, we have a unique calling and special purpose, but we see it with other companies too. And we think that that's becoming a bigger factor in both financial success and employee satisfaction is really connecting your work to what the purpose of your job is and the true benefits that it provides to the community. Well, it's a really exciting initiative and the stories are just so inspiring. And to our community, feel free, head over down into your episode notes. There'll be some links there to click through uh, to learn more about this Voices of Purpose campaign that Ensemble is driving. Also over at our free global online community, passionatepioneers.com. There will be information there on our community champion page to learn more about Ensemble, the Voices of Purpose campaign and how you can get involved. So Jim, thank you for sharing more about that. And again, we are incredibly excited here for our podcast to be officially partnered up with Ensemble as you are now our community champion for this. And we are so thankful and grateful for the opportunity to be collaborating on such important work. And now let's continue to talk about work. Let's talk about the future state. Where is Ensemble heading? You know, as well as I do, things are changing rapidly for our industry, especially now further exacerbated with COVID-19. But where do you see things heading, not only on a personal level from your view on the industry and where you've been and the expert view you have, but where is Ensemble seeing the industry going and how is Ensemble going to take us to a brighter and better future for our industry? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Obviously, there's constant change. And I think with increased technological advancement, that we have, it's really going to accelerate some of that change. Where we see things going is truly, you know, my goal and vision for Ensemble is to create a frictionless revenue cycle, right? That's my end state goal. And so when I say frictionless revenue cycle, what I really mean is on three fronts. One, we want this to be easy for patients. As patients come in and they're trying to get care or confirm a diagnosis or something that is really scary and obviously impacts their life greatly. The last thing that they want to worry about is filling out forms, being worried about how I'm going to pay for this, getting on a schedule. And so any place that we can think of upfront to really reduce that friction for the patient is a win. We also think about it for our providers. You know, certainly your listeners will be well aware of the physician burnout and documentation fatigue and the amount of time that's spent on on some of the requirements. And so how do we make what we do easier for them? We really want our physicians our other providers, our nurses, to be able to care for our patients and do what they do best and spend less time on administrative tasks. So how can we help in some of those functions and let them just focus on care? And then lastly, and probably the most challenging and somewhere we're really looking to partner and expand is thinking about how we can be frictionless for our payers as well too. Obviously, you know, our healthcare system in the U.S. is quite different than a lot of other healthcare systems around the world. And so there's obviously, 
you know, some natural friction back and forth, given what the goals are between our payers and our providers. And we really want to help be a conduit to reduce some of that friction. There's also quite a bit of waste on the payer side of things when they're trying to root out, you know, fraud, waste and abuse and make sure that we're not overutilizing or there's not fraud or other things and completely understand that mission. And so where are the friction points there where we can come together and work on some of those areas as well to reduce friction there to create a truly frictionless revenue cycle. If you look at our U.S. healthcare system and how it's often ranked and compared, we all know that relative, we, we get pretty poor ratings. One of the areas that we rank lowest in is the efficiency scale. So if we think about what we get rated on, we have quality of care, access of care, efficiency, equity, and really health lives are really going to some of those rating systems. And we usually rank dead last in efficiency given some of the challenges I just mentioned. And so we at Ensemble see ourselves as really trying to help fix up efficiency problem. We think we can do this through a couple different ways. One is really the power of data sets. Given the scale that we're at, we can understand and see patterns in care that's provided, in payer behavior, in all kinds of utilization rates. It's just incredible the amount of data that we have in our large data lake. And how do we utilize that to continually try to go improve these areas of you know what we call friction up front and create greater efficiency and provide an easier experience for everyone. And I think that that will be our continued focus. It is, and it's something that not only at a top level, you know, with our executive team that we think about and think about our technology, but all the way down to our associates. We ask them never to accept the status quo. If you see something, question, why are we doing this, right? Is this value add? I've done this 15 times this week. Is this something that I need to be doing? Or is there something more value add and more time spent with patients and comforting people who may be scared or they need some help navigating? That's where we really want our focus. And so we push it both, you know, it's a top strategic priority, but we really want every associate to understand that and always be thinking about how can I make this process better? I do think our large ability to have interoperability, exchange data, will certainly improve coordination of care. It will reduce some of the barriers that we currently have now between patients and their providers and between providers and payers. And so we're excited to be a part of that. We hope to lead the charge in some of those areas and really make this an overall better experience. Because there are some great things about the U.S. healthcare system. And if we can help reduce some of the areas that are really a challenge for people on access to care and coordination, cost, those types of areas that really bring our scores down. We think we can make a big difference in the U.S. healthcare market. Well, many of the members in our community know I'm wildly passionate about interoperability. So open invite, Jim. Any progress Ensemble makes on solving interoperability, I'll record a thousand podcast episodes on any updates that you have there because it is so important to me. That's one of the foundational needs that we have right now in the industry. So I'll go ahead and now jump off my soapbox. But as I push it aside, know that I'm very passionate around that. And, and thank you for your commitment as an organization to continue to help solve and push that forward as well. And that is an exciting roadmap and strategic vision of where Ensemble is heading as our industry continues to change and, and react to where we are today. And so with that, Jim, we have such an incredible community rallied around this podcast, leaders from across the industry tuning in and helping one another out. How can our community be helping you and Ensemble? What is one problem, need, or question that you and your team have that we can help and contemplate? Yeah, Mike, 
I think that your audience is definitely a group that spans a broad spectrum of the healthcare market and, and innovators. I would welcome anyone who has ideas on how to further reduce areas of friction, and especially with our payer partners on some of this, because I think that's probably where most of the administrative burden comes from, to reach out. We would love to be able to talk about opportunities and ideas to be able to work together. You can contact us through EnsembleHP.com or feel free to contact me directly, jim.gaffney at EnsembleHP.com. I would be happy to talk to you about areas to reduce friction and better ways to collaborate and really improve interoperability data exchange to be able to drive better outcomes and better experience for our patients. Well, thank you for that, Jim. And we'll also leave those contact points in the episode notes again in your favorite podcast player, wherever you're listening, go ahead and scroll down. You'll see those contact points for Jim and Ensemble. Feel free to click those head on through to get a hold of Jim. They'll also be included in the episode notes over at passionatepioneers.com, our free global online community. Oh, while over there, you can also leave comments, feedback, and ideas for Jim and the team. So don't be shy. Head over there. Again, passionatepioneers.com. All right, Jim, we're going to start winding it down. This has been a very exciting conversation. So much to explore and so much more to explore as we continue to march together forward to move the industry forward. And so with that, we're going to close it down with a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? Because I am redefining the possible in healthcare. Short, sweet, powerful. Love it. Thank you, Jim. That was awesome. Really appreciate the time again today. And as I mentioned earlier, we are incredibly excited here at Passionate Pioneers to be formally partnered with Ensemble with your Voices of Purpose campaign. An exciting and incredible time for both of us. We're appreciative of the opportunity. But for now, thank you for being with us and sharing your journey and where things are heading for Ensemble. We look forward to continuing to share all of the wonderful news happening in your camp. But for now, and again, thank you for being with us today, Jim. Thanks, Mike. It was great to join you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.